Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. This episode of the Long Run podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Good evening, everybody. It's seven o'clock on Friday, and that means only one thing. It's a long run show, live stream and podcast. Welcome along. Lovely to see you all. Thanks for coming. This, I'm Ian Wilkerson. This is the place for all your news, views and interviews. If you're an everyday runner, you want to learn something, this is the place to be. And hopefully we'll have a few laughs along the way as well. I'm joined by Mr. Chris Ford, the founder of the 40 Runs Running Community, donning his um, Sketches t-shirt, the Lovely sketch people and sketches who are um, helping us out and uh, sponsoring us. We've also got um, fellow um, running coach guru, Mr. Alan Bowley and King of the Lightning Round, although he's been given a week off on that this week because we haven't got any guests. You just stuck with us. And uh, technical wizard Toby's here as well. We're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be reflecting on last week and looking forward to this week. But we're also, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about tapering because mm. – um, That's all over our agenda at the moment because yeah. we are three weeks away this weekend from the Edinburgh Marathon. So where's we that are having I mean, out. Where's that time gone? I don't know, mate. It's just it, it flown, isn't it? Up, it just like, seems like the other day that I just finished the Watford half marathon and then I was doing it all over again. It's it's it's, it's mad, isn't it? We was talking, I keep because of you keep getting me dates wrong, and <laughs> like I was. We was working out we're like three or four weeks away, and then all of a sudden we're like three weeks away, and then like, shouldn't you be taking? Because we were like talking on whatever night it was, Tuesday, or whatever, or Monday, no, Monday, and we were saying about mileage for next week, and then mm. we're like, what about? Well, aren't you meant to be tapering? We're like, oh yeah, should we be tapering? <laughs> It's like you totally forget because I think like I was uh, I was out on my long run. I did my long run today. Um, we saw and we was talking about it and. You're kind of on that momentum of carrying on into that little sort of weekly mileage. 
Mm. You know, like, so where we've been, like, doing 50-mile weeks and stuff, like, 40-mile weeks, it's like, all right, I feel like I need to do keep doing it because I'm there and I'm doing it mm. continuously and constantly. It's like next week, it's like that fear of sort of, I mean, we're going to talk about taping late, but sort of that fear yeah. of stepping down. And we're, like, still deliberating what actually we shouldn't shouldn't be doing. Like, mm. you know, we, we're so so in the moment with, with everything in terms of this run and this event. I think when you get towards the end of that plan, you start already, even yeah. before you start taping, you start panicking about about stuff. It is, it's, yeah. I'm sure we're, yeah, we're going to we're going to get sometime in the next couple of weeks where we're going to dig deeper in the world of maranoia, and I'm sure lots of our listeners will be able to um, yeah. contribute to that. And um, on that note, I just want to say that um, with episode 46, so we've been doing this for a little while now, and. Um, it's been go- we're really pleased it's been going really well. And we've um, originally it was sort of like designed as a, a way to keep in touch with the people that in the running community, but we've sort of like branched out and lots of new listeners have joined us. So I just wanted to say that this is not if you're listening as a podcast, if you've downloaded it on Apple or Amazon or Spotify, wherever you are, this is not quite your conventional sort of podcast. It's not, not particularly polished and all no, this sort of thing, but we do this as a live stream which is linked to the 40 Runs Running Community Facebook account and also to 40's uh, very well-subscribed YouTube channel. Look out for videos, particularly on Sundays. Anyway, (laughs) um, so what happens is that we get logged in so people are able to um, offer their opinions, ask us questions and stuff like that. So we do jump into the comments sometimes. And I think sometimes if if you're running and listening to it on a podcast, it can jump about a bit. We mention yeah. stuff. We talk about our mates and things like that. So we do jump around a little bit. So there was yeah. a couple of um, reviews and stuff that people perhaps didn't quite get the yeah, yeah, right no, into the stick of what we're about. So that's what yeah, we Yeah, that's do. a good chat. Because, yeah, because if you're listening to this, it's, it's not as expected on 40 Runs. We are bucking the trend uh, and we're going, we're doing everything a little bit differently, um, which is surprising uh, for some. But yeah, so we film these live. We don't like, we're not some media company and, you know, sit in a thing and talk about stuff and then like get the edit out and someone then makes us all sound awesome. We literally film this. We want as much interaction from you guys live as possible. And thanks already. I'm seeing questions already coming in and evening everybody. And we try and dive into that as much as we want. We love the fact that it's interactive and we love the fact that sometimes we have a, believe it or not, we do have a plan for the show in terms of a theme, and then we divert completely off, and whether it's talking about orange chocolate or talking about, I don't know, Toby going to the Portaloo 15 times, wherever direction we go, it's usually led by the people who are watching it live. So if you are listening to this podcast, um, apologies for the sort of, you know, the way we sort of float about, but that's that's kind of We're how we are not the best when it comes to getting to the point and yeah, structure yeah. and things yeah, like so- that. But, but you know, we try, we try to entitle so, we we use the titles to sort of like the headlines and the important bits and the things that we think that people actually be interested yeah. in, rather than the quality of um, Terry's chocolate oranges yeah. and things like that. I've got to give a shout out, Wilco. We get a bit straight. People who've left reviews because we really appreciate it. Um, and I've also got to give a shout out to the person in Vietnam who listened to last week's show. That's great. <laughs> yeah, if you leave a review, I mean, we will. You know, constructive criticism, we're all up for. We're not pros at this game. If you think that there's some certain things that we could, yeah. you'd like us to do and things like that, please Wilco, You say we're not pros. We say we're not pros, but we're regular top, top five, number two UK running podcast. We are the biggest podcast in Malta. We're the biggest running podcast in Malaysia. And Al, where are we now, the biggest running podcast? 
Well, it's coincidence that we had um, Ben on. I'm going to Copenhagen, and we're now number one in Denmark. 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 We are taking over the world. But, Al, is it – and I'm maybe going off on a tangent shock. Isn't Denmark famous for bacon? Don't know. Being a vegan, I wouldn't know. Well, that's why I I mention it. Yeah, I'll just throw that out there. Anyway, right, so we've already got about six million questions. So thanks to everybody for your questions. And Let's just tell people how they can get their questions to us, shall we? If you've yeah, got, if you're on Facebook, you can um, please log in and te- um, on the link that um, Toby's put on the um, on the Facebook group, and then we can see your name and we know who it is because often it's one of our mates and we like to say hello. So um, if you could do that, that would be great. He's just put that up now. It'll be on the great. I think it's on the London Marathon and the Great North Run um, subsite yeah, as well, sure. isn't it? So do that, or um, if during the week you think you can email us at longrunshow at gmail dot com and we can. Uh, Take on board your comments and um, ask us a question. Ask us about whatever you like, really. We'll always Yeah, it doesn't even need to be running Eventually. Right we, we don't really care. And, uh, oh, I've got, I've got to talk. You say about an email. I had a great couple of emails this week from these. Mar- you talk about marketing at Polish Provoke. We've had some people who want to help us with our marketing for our podcast. Oh, um, do we? Yeah, apparently we need we need some help because we need to take it to the next level. Um, Where the hell is that? Quite- <laughs> It was quite interesting, the stuff that they say we should should be doing. Basically, when it comes to sort of promoting this, we are at, like, zero, and, like, we should be doing all this other stuff. But I've got to be honest with you, I've got, one, I got bored of reading it, and two, I thought, I can't, I just can't be bothered. So we were going to rely on our listeners to keep spreading the word. So you are our marketing gurus. Everybody, you're all ambassadors for the long-run podcast. Just keep telling everyone, and then we don't have to bother yeah, let's face it. Stuff. You don't want some marketing bot telling you what podcast you want to listen to. You want your Free mates emails. to tell you. You want people that you're out and about with. Yeah. The general public. That. We ain't interested. Right, so let's get into this week's show because some of this will actually be running related and some of it will add some value. Um, at some, I've got, We've got to give a shout out, by the way, to the ladies last week. I think they did. You boys weren't here. You were large in it around the world. But the girls last week did an amazing job and are 100% are coming back um, and are doing a, um, is it fair to say, loose women takeover? Or do you mean I'll get shot for that tomorrow? I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to have every other week off, and if Sabrina yeah. or Abby want to come on, then they did do what they like. I can get back to my Friday night activities of going out drinking and socialising. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think we've got to get the, the ladies back on. So thanks to them, uh, Admin Abby, for last week. Really good show. Really had a lot of good fun with that. Um, and we want to do that more. So um, if you want to come on the show, send an email in. I'll probably read it in about six weeks. So get it in now. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. there we go. So big we're shout booking, out to those We're booking now for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Christmas lineup. <laughs> if you want to be a guest in 2024, email in. What's the email, Wilco? Uh, Longrunshow at gmail.com. So he's been away. He still remembered it. Did you oh, find your yeah. ball, by the way, on the 16th? Was it on the beach? Pardon? Was the ball on the beach on the 16th? No. <laughs> what you I'll made play, it? I play five rounds with one ball. Ah, oh, right. We're not getting into that. This is a running <laughs> podcast, Will. Can I always get bored with your? Yeah, everyone. You don't want to hear about my holiday. It was lovely. Anyway, nah. um, but while I was swanning away, everybody was having a whale of a time at the uh, Vitality Ten K. Oh, wasn't they? It was so good. It was so good. But it started. The weekend started really well because we did the Westminster Mile. With I took the two girls down. Their tobe came along. Uh, so I took the, um, Ralphie and Millie 
and there was there was loads of people there. It was awesome, and we had um, Sarah was volunteering. So I can't remember who else, but there was some of our volunteers were there on Saturday as well. Um, and it was just fab, and it was uh, it was just a super cool event. I'd really recommend if you've got um, a family, you know, kids and that lot, and they, they don't mind doing a bit of running, a bit of sport, or whatever. Really get them in. It's, it's so well organised. Mm. You know, it was a couple. Of, it was basically a morning out when it toe. Um, and then I got sent. I got taken to Nike Town and basically got robbed blind by both my daughters. Um, but it was. I don't. I wouldn't recommend that. But it was a really, really good event. Um, it was so cool seeing Scarlett. They've been using her for all her pro, for a lot of their promo stuff. Yeah, I don't website. know where she got that from. Yeah, I know it's quality. She nicked Nick sunglasses. I I tell you quick. I know we got guilty, but funny story about Scott. So she's we're cruising along. Daisy's just like smashing it out. She's like a machine. Scarlett's not. I would say whining, but she's saying, "Oh, you know, I've got to slow down. I've got to slow down." Sort of sandbagging a bit. Nick comes back to her as soon as she sees the finish. She's like, "Yeah, see you later, you lot," and absolutely drills a lot of us with the biggest smile. That's what that picture. And done us all. So she was totally sandbagging when she towed, but with 200 metres to go, she just like turbocharged and just done us all. It was it was quality. Absolutely. And the people, the volunteers, right, were so nice at that event. They were taking pictures of us uh, as a family and stuff. They were amazing, the volunteers. Like They gave the kids the medals and stuff. So I've got to give a big shout out. If you're one of the volunteers from the Westminster Mile, um, thanks very much because you, you made you know the day for us as well by you know, giving the girls their medals and stuff. It was it was a super 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 day. And then obviously then we then went into Sunday, uh, Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, the Vitality 10K. So if you're listening to this in Mongolia, uh, there's a big event uh, on a Bank Holiday Monday, running through the streets of London. You start at Buckingham Palace. Uh, it's a 10K. They get a big elite field there. There was a championship, and obviously this year. Simone Farrow was there and he got beaten famously now by um, Ellis, who works at Up and Running. Now, Ellis, just as a heads up, is, is not some like just regular dude like us. He, he, he is a he is he's a, he's a he's a proper elite runner. Right. So but he, he does work in, in you know, Up and Running um, stores as well. So that's why that was a lot of promo around that. But he beat he beat Sir Mo. Um, which was, which was, yeah, not that we want to see Mo get beaten, but it was, it was, that was a good story, you know, feel good story about the event. Uh, and obviously, you know, all the other elites who just smashed it out of the park. And, oh, what's her name? Um, McLaughlin. Um, Ailish. Yeah. Is it Ailish? Ailish. Ailish, yeah. She like destroyed it as well. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was just great. And then, the, I mean, the two highlights for me were the, the volunteers at the end, seeing them as always, um, just, just giving me such, you know, sound sentiment but warm feelings when I see those guys. But also at the start, the big we had a big what was uh, two years ago a traditional meetup for forty runs, and to see new faces and old faces together was incredible. It, was, it felt really like we used to do, and I think that got diluted and missed during COVID. And a lot of people have joined through the pandemic and they mm. never experienced that before. And they've never got to be. The you picture know, looked amazing. Yeah, it was it was incredible. What what was nice? Everybody was mingling, chatting. You know, uh, anxieties were sort of at an all time low because you know everyone was just getting on, mm. and there was some fun and and every, yeah, it was just it was just great, you know. And then you know to see everybody together like that just before a big race, it it, it's, it took us it took us back two years doing it out. It's like it's like it used to be and and what it was all about, right? I wasn't there, Chris. I didn't see it. No, but I'm saying about two years ago. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm teasing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it did look like it was a, it was back to normal. You know, we yeah. talked a lot about how COVID has affected everyone and whether races would come back and would it all change. And whilst there may be changes at the margins about how races are organised, the pre bit and the post bit is kind of why we do it. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was, was great to see. Yeah, what and, I, and would again, say is I saw on um, I saw on Facebook and. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's got some empathy with this. There were a couple of people who just said, I saw you all having such great fun, but I was just too shy and I didn't want to come over. And oh, say that drives that. me nuts. That drives me nuts. Anybody who, who and I get it, right, because that's the reason why I started all this malarkey, is because as an anxious human being in general who suffers terribly with all this sort of stuff, this is why I started what we do, right, to find like-minded individuals who just want to run and have a good time, right? And, and that's what it's all about, be together. But to say that, you know, you're, you're, you're anxious or you didn't have the confidence to come up, please make sure you come up and, and, and join in next time. Don't feel, you know, that you, you you're a little bit, you know, you don't feel right coming up or you, whatever it was or coming up what people are saying. So always, mm-hmm. and even if you're not, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not part of the Facebook community because you're not on Facebook or whatever, you know, I totally understand that. Always come up. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to be, you know, a member of the club, member of the Facebook community. We don't care. We don't care whether you're, you know, running for wear joggers or, you know, part of Lonely Goat. We couldn't give a monkeys. If you're on your own and, and you know, you're suffering a bit with anxiety, whatever, and you're seeing there's a, you know, good group of people having a bit of a laugh, a bit, just come over, say hello. You know, it's, mm. it's what it's all about. It's, it's being together, you know. It's, it's, all being, it's all being part of it. We're all in this together. We get, you see, I say a million times, we get one go in this rodeo so you know let's have our best time as we can and i think on on sunday uh, monday sunday as well but monday it really captured that um i think i think you do get that more at this sort of like the big 10ks particularly don't you because they are so inclusive that you know so many people have got a 10k in them yeah sometimes a half marathon people won't oh i won't go to that because it's half marathon it's too long and stuff like that but everybody if you want to go to a big 40 event book one of the 10ks in london yeah, and I think as well, like it showed, there was one of the um, South End graduates from the Couch to Five K had now stepped up to do the ten K. It was her first ten K. We had some of the ladies from our Couch to Five. Well, it was Couch to Five, but now they've gone beyond that. From our Monday group in Broxbourne coming along and stuff like that, and it just shows you, you know, as you say with a ten K, it's a great, great event. But also, right, sounds funny, but it's over quickly, and you can get to the pub. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We ended up, we we went to the pub. We was only there a short uh, period of time. We had to get back. But we we was there. And then to see everybody as well coming and going in the pub afterwards. Again, that's what it's all about. And we've got we've got big plans for this year in terms of like South End Half Marathon and, and then the Great North Run. And, you know, trying to get trying to get back to what we do best. Um, and I think with what Alan and, and the guys did in um, – sort of uh, uh, Dublin, it sort of kick-started everything back for the year, if that makes any sense, and yeah. sort of re-energised the emphasis of, of, of getting together and having some fun. I think that's – and that's that's definitely the ethos of the club is to be inclusive and to get everybody together and have, and have a good time. Talking about having some fun, it brings us on to the events of this weekend. Oh, now, yeah. you're all off to Peterborough again, aren't you? Yeah, we're What's back. We're, there, we're, we're back. We're back. This Sky Athlon 2022, we've got, I think, 25 maniacs jumping out of perfectly good aeroplanes this weekend and then um, doing a bit of cycling and then running straight afterwards. So if you want to get involved in next year, email, um, do the look, whatever the long run is, email us at the long, long run. show at gmail.com. So if you want to do a skydive, tandem skydive, um, 
and then when you land, it's like the ultimate triathlon. So you land, you then get out your harness, jump on a bike and cycle the same distance that you fell quite quickly from the plane. And then uh, once you've returned, you then jump off your bike. No cheating, Toby. And then, because Toby cheated. At the Again. And then, and then you run the same distance and then you're done. So Chloe, um, I don't know whether she's listening tonight, but she's the current world champion sky athlete. So uh, what was that the time record. then? What's the, what's the mark? What's I can't remember. Been? We've got to look back. We're going to have to look back at what it was because we had her on the show, don't remember. Mm. I don't you remember. We had her on the show. So we'll have to look back at what that time was for this weekend. But, yeah, so incredible. Again, Is she defending her transitions. title? What's that? Is she defending her title or are we going to have No, she's not. she's not. She's not. I think she's quite confident. But, yeah, so it's raising money for Transitions UK again, which is a, a UK youth-based charity. So it's a, a support mentoring service for you know, young people with a crisis in mental health that's coming our way for our young people after the pandemic um, service is going to be needed more than ever. So that's raising money for that, which is awesome. Um, so we're super excited, but what a busy weekend we've got. So we've got some incredible people coming up there to help us out. Um, but I've had a shocker this weekend because I've actually got two parties back to back, right? So I've got to be up, right? I've had one. So that's why I did my long run today. I've got to be in Peterborough early doors and then I've got to get back to South End for a party that's going to finish well into the night if you know what I mean out out get up again and do it get to Peterborough do the next one and then I've got to go to a 40th so I've had one so I'm Monday I'm going to be broken absolutely broken but look as I said you only get one time on this dance floor so let's just have a good time so so what are the logistics of it all from an organizational point of view then it's a nightmare because you've got to try, yeah, you've got to try and get everyone booked up to do the skydive, and then you've got to figure out who's. Because this year we we opened it up so people could do the skydive run or cycle. So when we did it last year, everybody had to complete all the elements. So, but this year we put in a team element. So some people might not have a bike, some people may have a bike, some people not fancy the skydive but don't want to then cycle up. So we've opened it up a bit this year. So that's kind of made logistically a bit of a a harder situation to manage. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not complaining because it's going to be great. It's going to raise loads of money for the charity. So it is what Sabrina it is. Sabrina must it? be fuming that she had to ride a bike last year and she didn't, wouldn't have had to have done it if she'd done it. No, I don't, I don't think, I think she, we would have made her do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we would have made her do it anyway. So no, so let's get there. So super excited. So we, that's why we, um, we long run today. Uh, Cause basically we're going to be um, supporting and helping out. I'm conscious Wilco. Um, yeah. we've had a lot of input from the guys. Thanks everybody for all the comments and stuff. So I'm out. How many have we had? We've had quite a lot of questions and we already. I, I don't think I've been this busy since the start. Yeah. So let's, should we, should we smash through a lot of yeah, these? Let's then? do a few questions, mate. Let's have yeah, a few well, observations. I'm going to go with a bit of editorial license here that we've probably got three go. or four questions that are not marathon and tapering related. So oh, we'll, we'll do, we'll, yeah, we'll do them now then. We'll do with kind of those ones first. And apologies to anyone that wasn't listening last week, but we're going to go back to last week because Abby, who was on the show, wants to know, Toby, how did you get on with the hills in London Vitality 10K? Oh, I've got to tell you about that. Yeah, Chris, enlighten us, mate. Right, so, right, can I just put this out there? He has got absolutely, if you weren't listening to the show last week, Toby claimed right at the end of the show, so we couldn't argue about it for half an hour, right? that there was hills in London for the Vitality 10K route. We then did the Vitality 10K. Um, we all went round. We'd done, you know, pretty good times for us. And then at the end of it, everybody on my Strava 
and on Instagram, absolutely nailed Tobe to a post because there were, everyone was saying that's an amazing time considering the hills that you had to run up and basically just killing Tobe. I'm glad that they acknowledged the hills. No, there's no hills, Tobe. There's, there are there's hills. No, there's you no can't hill. say you Tope. ran around that course. Tope, let's, let him, let's let him have his piece. Let's let him defend himself. Come on in. Where are these hills then? Tope, tell us. All over. <laughs> Where? The first 2K goes uphill. No, no see, the thing is, he's claiming... He's claiming that there are big hills, but they are elevation, Maybe. which is a hill. Right, Al, right, I tell you what, let's, let's, let's do this impartially. Al wasn't there, but he's got access to the Strava and stuff. Al... Yeah. Have you had a look at this about the yeah, hills? I have. I've, I've analysed it. So can you clarify the situation on the hills, whether there was or there wasn't? Yeah. I think at, 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 the, at the peak, and I'm talking the top here, it was about three metres. <laughs> so what you're saying is it goes up? No, Tom, you can't count that. It doesn't constitute a hill, mate. It goes up. Right, can you email us in at, what is it, Wilco? Hills at Longmanshow.gmail.com. And can you tell us if you think Tobe's finally lost the plot? I think he's been in, he's in, been in that office too long, isn't he? But anyway, so, he, yeah, he got carried out last week on Hills. Sorry, Al, what was, what was the question? Well, I'm just going to apologise to Abby. I don't think we got to the bottom of how did he Sorry, find Abby. the hills. Yeah. But thanks we'll for keep, coming we'll on the show. I love the, the, I love the hills. Right, we've got a few shoe questions. Oh, um, oh. oh did you have to smile, Hank. I've reminded you of something. Yeah. Right, SC Brit uh, is loving the Velocity Nitro 2s. Yeah. So wants to know if you've got any views about where Puma may be going in the shoe front going forward. Yeah, they've got some they've got they've got the new um uh Deviate Nitro coming. That's coming out. That looks fantastic. They looks like they fixed the um heel issue that people had in terms of the heel slip and it looks like it's lost a bit of weight so that's that is a great shoe if you can't get on with the sock and endorphin speed because it's too soft look at that when that comes out um the fast r which just looks crazy they've got a 5k shoe coming they're just killing it honestly they're absolutely for what you'd say is a new brand they've been back on the scene for a year and a bit they're absolutely killing it uh with puma really big fans of them at the moment really really big fans but I'm going to be a bit controversial. I don't think yet at the moment it's going to be my daily trainer of the year. I'll come on to that in a vid- video coming out soon. Um, it's a fantastic shoe, but I think I may have found one a little bit better, but I'm not allowed to talk about it at the moment. Hashtag embargoed. Right, well, so move along. Yes, on. The next yes. question I think is coming from Wilco. Um, mm-hmm. He's claiming a, a pseudonym here. Robert Hallam has asked that he's going to be transitioning from the Adrenaline 22s into the endorphin pros and, and will he regret it? No, so, no, it's not. And, and people will thank you for doing that. People will thank you for, they'll, they'll salute you on the street and go, I bet that guy used to be in Brooks, but now look at that hero smashing it. See what I mean? And that's be thankful for the, be thankful that we moved you away. <laughs> turned him from the dark side. Yeah. Even Wilco turned up on Tuesday, tanned, rocking his hokers. Well, it well. Yeah. Smashed him around that park. Didn't we Tobe? Yeah, see? See? There's something yeah, in it. Yeah, they're all right. I'm quite happy with them. Yeah, I told you would be. Well, I mean, legs ache. <laughs> right, next out. Yeah, we'll move on to James. James Henderson successfully smashed out the Milton Keynes uh, marathon. Legend. Um, well, but he's got a 62-mile ultra coming on the 11th of June. Oh. So, should he be doing some easy miles this weekend as part of his recovery? Yeah, 100%. Four weeks to get that marathon out of your legs. Um all right, I appreciate that your marathon is in 
probably part of your ultra pl- training plan, I'm guessing. Um, you will absolutely do the right thing by taking a down week, um, 100% by taking a down week after that big effort. Um, yeah, yeah. Just just rest, recover. And as we always say, listen to your body. I mean, dude, you've got you, – your, your focus is on June the 11th, right? So it's all relative. So I would just chill out, take time you need. And recover. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, you you just you just got to feel right, and then and then get back on it. Um, but nice and steady, nice and steady. Agree, Al? Anything I'm going to hold the rest back until we get onto the tapering and the real focus on the final. Yeah, so I'm going to add to the convo about the shoes because yeah. old tight. Big shout out, Sketchers. We've got the Razor Two XS coming. So daily trainers. People ask me about daily trainers. So this is the new. They're sort of daily training. You won't see because the background thing, whatever it is. Mm. But this is there. And this has got the H plate in that we was talking about. In you know, Sai who loves the, um, his Max Row 5. So this has got an element of that. So if you're looking for a daily trainer, apparently I've not run in. These literally arrived today. So I've not run in them. But if you watch the reviews on some of the guys in the US who've got them already, they're absolutely loving this shoe. And can you it, just, sorry, mate, can you just tell people in layman's terms what an H plate is? So in, there's a, car, a carbon-infused plate here on the wow. forefoot. So it's there to add stability, but also some propulsion. But it's not intrusive and, and like a prop, like a, I call it a proper plate, but a full-length plate where it's quite rigid. So you'll get a little bit of snap. But so it's what, in the forefoot, isn't it? Just behind yeah, the forefoot sort of thing. So what they're promoting with the shoe is, is the heel-to-toe transition. So that rolling through the shoe. And when you've got the super lightweight hyperburst uh, midsole, which is so good on sketches. It's so comfortable. But what made me laugh, because I had to I had to take it off the label because I'd never be able to pronounce this properly if I didn't read it. You've got the arch fit, right? But it's the podiatrist certified arch support. So if you've seen Jamie, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll hear a, an advert for about from Jamie. Jamie Redden, I'm talking about, talking about arch fit. And arch fit is the podiatrist certified arch support. So if you need some arch support, check out the stuff from Sketches. Cool. Um, you so and I'm Jamie, I'm excited about these. Best mates. Super. Super excited. This could be. They're so light. Um, I loved it. The first version of this shoe was was a, was a really good daily trainer. So I'm very excited to get that back on yeah, the base on the view. So a bit of love for Sketches because they're sponsoring the show. Yeah. But you just, and Jamie Redknapp, best mates. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop when they when they um, popped in today. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be rocking them at the Sky Athlon all weekend. Natch. Oh, brilliant. Nachos. Nacho. Yeah, I had, I had some nachos for dinner. Oh, it was so good. Let's not talk about your dinner, mate. Let's not go off topic. No, let's not go too much. Yeah. Come on, let's try and show some sort of um, sense of organisation. Yes, it's a good point. You know. We've got, we've like got, us, hang on, there's some hearts in the, in the – I'm looking at the – hang on. Oh, Mel House is in the house. Mel House. But Mel, you've got to come on. Heading out. What's that? She's, but not for long. She's heading out. So if you're going to give her a shout, yeah. Well, she's got a Jubilee Street party, mate. Hey, should we all go to her Jubilee yeah, Street Yeah, should we just shut this down now and go to it? Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers Archfit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Archfit Footwear? Nah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favourite trainers. You see, Skechers Archfit are great for virtually everybody. Archfit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers Archfit. Find Skechers Archfit Footwear for men and women everywhere. 
do it again. I saw Mel on um, on Monday. We, uh, the volunteer was just, you know, it's just again. It, it, it was just nice to see everybody. Those I coats, think, yeah. I like those coats. They're very natty, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. But the t-shirts, I've got to say, right? And it's, there's two. I can't talk about the other company that I really want to lay into. Simon, if he's listening, will know about this because I was in some of their gear today, and it was pony, right? And I'm I'm literally fuming about it, but I'm going to check myself in because I think I could yeah, end everyone's up. Everyone's looking now on their Instagram. No, I, could, I could end up in trouble because I've got a raging up about this company, right? Um, but I'm not going to get I promise I won't go into it. But the uh, – <laughs> I can't even remember what I was going on about now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, the T-shirts, New Balance T-shirts. London, London Marathon events. I know you're listening because you're big fans of the show after we've had loads of conversations. Can you sort out the T-shirts? Because that that orange that was in that Vitality was pony. It looked like it been it was it looked like the London Marathon T-shirt from the other year had been put through the wash about fifty times, and the fit was terrible and the quality is terrible. So can you can you go back to what it was like a couple of years ago with the nice black ones and stuff like that that looked really awesome? Because I've got to say as well, it's I mean obviously I didn't have one because I didn't I wasn't there, but yeah. they're too bright. Because I, I like the summer piece. one, and then you can't wear it down the river and all that because you just get you just attract the flies too much. Tope, what did you? Hang on, look, because Tope, Tope got his extra extra large t shirt. Tope, what did no. you think of that t shirt? It was all right. It wasn't anything like ultra comfy. You know, when you put it on, you don't think I'm going to wear this like every run. Yeah, like, a nice just... medium t shirt. The best ones are, are Royal Parks, I think. Royal Parks, big shout out to them. Their T-shirts are quite good. I know it helps because you're giving to it by a 40 runner, but the Royal Parks T-shirts are pre- pretty good. But Royal but Parks haven't got to pay as much for medals. Yeah, that's true. They've got really pony medals, so that kind of nets that out. Swings but let us ball, know. Right, i tell you what then. Here's a thing. Either tag us on Instagram, right, even me or the Long Run Show, whatever it is, look it up. I don't know the hand is. Probably should hashtag non-marketing. Um, right, but find us on there and send us the pictures of your favourite race day t-shirt but also email us in what your favorite race day t-shirts ever been the great north run ones are very good actually yes they're really good t-shirts but so let us know what your most comfortable favorite race day is let's circle around al what's your favorite t-shirt i'm running this weekend and i sign up for the race just for the t-shirt stalk five and ten they don't do a medal so it's a bit controversial there's no medal but the t-shirt is absolutely ace it's is it it's a proper quality technical t-shirt that you can buy and run uh comes from ireland um the manufacturers yeah. over in ireland but Friends of the show. um uh, when that they, when they've got previous years to sell i go and buy them for a couple can of you, quid. Um, okay. is there any chance that you could black me one mm. you can't Just, have a t-shirt for a right to run ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, yeah, but I want to try it. Oh. It's built it up. I'm excited about the T-shirt. Oh, I'll bring you some of the old ones. As I said, I'll bring you some of the out ones. Fade it a little bit and I'll bring you one. Right, Wilco, you're next. What's your favourite one? And don't tell and don't tell me what and don't tell me um the vitality ones. I like the Great North Rome ones, like you say. Yeah, Great North Rome. I was out in it last night. I went up to Panzanga Park, had a bit of a spin around there at twilight. It was lovely. And yeah. they, you didn't do it last year, like they had a little maroon number. Mm. It was quite nice. Cheeky. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I obviously don't go to the right races. I can't really say I've got any which I really like. I really? definitely don't oh. like the A6 one. That was like sound. Oh, the A6 ones. Last, was it the other year when they done all that, took, where they tried to buy, send us through and buy all that rubbish at the end? Yeah, they created the biggest crowd of COVID <laughs> ever created, making us all try and get t shirts at the end because it's just a stupid idea. Those, I sacked that off because that t shirt was pony. But mm. I've just seen in the comments, actually, we've got to give a big shout out to London Landmarks because their t shirts oh, yeah. are blinded. The yellow ones, they're really good quality, actually. I mm. really like those t-shirts. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really like that. Oh, Milton Keynes, uh, Penny, Milton Keynes t-shirt. I've not seen that one. Be interested to see that one. So yeah, send us in. Let us know which ones you think. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Maybe the Malaysian marathon t-shirt is is awesome. We'd like to see it, or the Mongolia one, which has got a man on and a lady on a horseback with a goat and a hut on it. So that's a good one. Apparently, that's made by um, New Balance. I've seen that one. That's quite a good one. Or the Malta one. Have you seen the Malta one? It's the same colour as the flag. That's a good one. Big friends of the show. The, uh, uh, what's it called? The tourism board for Malta now. Um, but what else? Yeah, let us know. Send that in via email. Um, Should we, we talk about some tapering now? Being with 35 yeah, minutes in. We talk about nonsense for the last 35 minutes. Oh, no, I don't think I wouldn't go that far, mate. I think we've educated and entertained at the same time. Well, uh, educating is a strong word, Will Carl. I'll be honest. Hello, we still there? He's, just, he's gone. He's back. He's... <laughs> no, I haven't really. We lost him. Just checking I'll everyone's still awake. So before we get into tapering, Al, do you want to fire those questions in or do you want us to get into it? I think talk about it and then we'll kind of uh, okay. pick the questions okay. up because they come out of general preparation, final right. preparation. Okay then. So, Chris, we, we'll start with tapering. We'll talk about the real basics then. When should you be tapering and what you should you be doing? Right. Okay. So basics. If you're doing your first marathon, say, you will probably see in your training plan a three-week taper. That's pretty much the bog standard off-the-shelf training plan. Is that right, Al? Keep, Al, fairness? Three weeks is pretty standard. Yeah, you know. so three weeks. If you're, if you're doing your first marathon, it's three weeks. And that period of time allows you to come down nice and gently. We always say marathon training – you know, it's like going up a mountain and, you know, reaching the peak in the, you know, top top part. So you're there at the right right physical mental state, right? 
and it allows you to sort of regroup and be in the best form. Your body's healed a little bit. Your mind's healed a little bit. That fatigue has gone a little bit. And, and you get to race start in the best possible shape by doing that. Now, you reduce your mileage, you reduce your intensity and all this sort of stuff as you go through that. But if you're going into maybe your second, third marathon, your tape becomes a really, really important part of your marathon training plan. One of the most important, because if you don't get your taper right, you're not going to be fresh for race day or you might be too fresh for race day. There's, it's a very fine balance and it's a, and it's it's something you've got to play with. Now, I played with mine. Talk about me as shock, right? But talk about mine. And I now got it down to about two and a half weeks. Um, and I factor that into my training plan, uh, my own one that I do. And if I'm writing a training plan for somebody, we will go through the taper in detail as we get towards that point. Um, because it needs it needs to fit in in where in what your journey's been before your marathon training plan, during the marathon training plan, and towards the end of it. Because again, you you might be coming up from a different base, you might be coming up, you might be starting at a different, you know, a reasonable level of fitness. So your taper will look something slightly different. But I, I go for a two and a half week taper. Um, I pretty much just lower down the intensity of the runs. Um I keep the frequencies up. So six times a week I run. Um, I'll keep that intense, uh, keep the frequency going, but I'll just reduce the intensity. So classic example, instead of doing a six mile goal paced run, it will might be a six mile easy paced run. Or I might even just drop down to five, whatever I feel like on the day. The, the sort of easier stuff still stays easy. I do keep one fast paced run in the week, a high effort, because you need to keep the legs active and you need to keep that speed in your legs. You don't want to fall off the cliff in terms of what you're doing. So I'll always keep one high effort session in there, but I just reduce the sort of other higher stuff to mediums and the sort of medium stuff to easy efforts. As I go through the week, I reduce the mileage down as well. So peak miles, 50 miles goes down to 40, goes down to 30 and then just, and then sort of goes down to like 25, whatever. Uh, in terms of the long runs, I bring it down, but I'm a bit unusual to some people. The week before, I like to do a race. I like to do a half marathon before uh, a marathon because I like to use that as my practice. Um, you know, I'll use the first three miles. And literally, I'm starting on Edinburgh, right? So I'm on the start line of Edinburgh. and or I'm at Hackney, but I'm thinking I'm at Edinburgh. And I'll do the first three miles as though I was doing the actual race that I'm doing the week after. So I get my strategy right, I get my pacing right, I, I understand what I've got to do on race day. I go through the rigmarole of going to the toilet, you know, 18 times, of doing the bag drop, of the hustle and bustle of getting up early and doing the whole race thing the week before. So I'm really in tune come race day. After the three miles, I then just cock about for 10 miles and just get the bling. So, you know, no change than normal, really. But the, it, the important part for that day is actually the morning of of the build-up, so it, it is, I'm effectively mimicking race day. I'll wear pretty much what I'd wear on race day other than different, probably shirt or whatever, but exactly the same things, you know, vas- Vaseline up my toes, vas- you know, tape up the bits that I'd normally tape up, you know, all those sort of stuff, uh, you know, set my pr- pace pro thing up, or if I, that's what I'm going to do, I don't know, I'm not decided yet, but I would literally mimic it like that, and that's me in terms of tapering, because I feel like what I do there would be the same effort as like a six mile run 
the week before a race. So it's the same amount of effort. So it's quite an individual finger taper uh, when you get into that, you know, when you're doing your second or third marathon. You really want to really fine tune it and you should, you know, think about what's worked in the past because, you know, three weeks is quite a long time for a taper. If, if you've already got a decent base level and you're sort of going into into a race with a plan and, a, and an achievement, think about what you're doing in terms of your taper because if you get it right, it can be a game changer. You know, you get literally on that race in the best condition possible. But at the same time, if you're doing too much, you're going to be wrecked. You're, you're not backed out enough and you're, you're going to be, you know, you're not, you wouldn't have healed. You wouldn't have had the time off of your feet to, to let yourself recover and you won't be race ready. So that's, that's the sort of ins and outs of it. I know I've whittled on a little bit, but hopefully that's kind of useful. Al, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, a couple, a couple of kind of compares and contrasts really. Um, being a Hanson plan follower, um, slightly different I think the principle's the same um, and I'm only a week away from my next marathon um, so that where it's similar keeping those speed sessions up so two weeks out my speed session was six lots of a uh, mile and a half sorry four lots of a mile and a half um, this week I've had a bit of a cold so I've not managed to nail it but it would have been six lots of one mile but the miles do stay high so on a handsome plan, that last week is only really where you see your mileage cut. I think the argument for that is is that because you're not doing the 22s and the 23 milers every other week, your your recovery is different. I'm not saying it's wrong; it's just different. Your recovery needs are different on a handsome plan. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. When, can you expand on that, Al? About what your um, recovery means are different. What, yeah, what so, what so the handsome plan doesn't send you out for your 20-plus miler training runs as your long, slow run. You are pretty much cat. You know, it's down personal choice, but the plan will peak at 16. So six miles doesn't sound a lot, but it's the difference between, you know, doing a half marathon with a little bit extra, you know, versus doing a half marathon, going out, doing another 10K. And that difference can have a compound effect quite significantly if you're doing three four five lots of 20 miles plus and the cumulative wear and tear and effect can be quite significant mm. um hence so you so when you're doing hands it's in more sort of um, more sort of even sized chunks during the week isn't it you got yeah so so still running six times a week but typically when i'm in my peak plan um i might be doing one 16 miler but i could be doing two tens and a couple of eights so but they're pretty much all at easy pace with a speed session thrown in like that, you know, tempo or fartlek or pyramid or something like that. So it's a different approach, which just means you come into it needing a different recovery strategy. But I would say, you know, keep the keep the speed working there. Don't neglect that. Um, lots of people like to run the day before their marathon. Yeah. So lots of the majors and the big races will plan uh, a shakeout run. So, I'll be going off and, and searching out a Danish park run on Saturday morning. Did it before Berlin. The atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. But some people just don't want to take chances. They just yeah. want to focus on, you know, staying fit. Don't want to take any runs where they could pull, flip, slip, trip or whatever. So um, it, it can be very personal, but I do appreciate it. If you've not done one before, follow the plan. Stick to the plan. Yeah, yeah, stick to the plan. As you, as, you, as you learn about your own preferences. 
Yeah, it's interesting. What questions have we got there now? What are people asking? Yeah, so so it's very much focused on the the kind of final prep. So uh, so we've got a couple that are related to warmer weather training. So as as we head towards Edinburgh, we're kind of heading into a, a bit of a warmer spell. So I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to throw two out at the same time. So be ready for he's this. Got, he's gone rogue. He's had one week oh, off. No, he's gone rogue. Off I'm feeling super confident now. Oh. So um, Dave Parrish has asked about the long, slow runs in the mm. warmer weather. Um, gets that he would normally tackle those perhaps a minute, minute and a half pace slower. Should he slow down even more during the warmer weather? Um, and Ben Beard is... is Firing that one at you guys that will be running the Edinburgh. If it is a warm day, how will it affect your your approach to, to race day? Right. Well, I tell you what was interesting because today was up twenty three degrees, right? And I was I was I, I'm, I, if you're watching this live, you'd see it. But I've got on the podcast, I've got my name instead of having forty. I've got dehydrated written on it because I I got myself. We went out at lunchtime. I was busy in the morning and I wasn't I, and looking back because I always try to, to look over what I didn't wrong and didn't right. And I'd always recommend you do that after every run and what went well and what didn't go well. Um, so you can improve. But basically I wasn't hydrated enough before I went out. I always say, and I tell everybody be hydrated before you start your run. Right. And the boys are know because it drives them up the wall. Usually after about what time, 15 minutes after we've left the house, I'm, I'm running into a bush. It's like classic 40 on a long run, I'm jumping into a bush after 15 minutes. And that's because I've been drinking water and hydrating all morning before we've gone out for a run. And I literally have a glass before we leave and it, it drives me up the wall. But I didn't do that today. And I really felt it. And we only, only 15, but I I felt that 15 miles today. I also went a bit bananas at about 13 miles. I went bananas and started running two miles at 10K pace. We probably wasn't a smart idea in 23 degrees at the end of a, a longer run. Uh, and I basically chewed myself up before the end of the run. So you've got to take care when you're out there. And, yeah, you've got to manage that pace a little bit smart. Personally, I always, in the in the summer, time when I this, we really, really run to heart rate in the summer um, because you, you can track it a little bit better um, in terms of your – your sort of output and your and your levels and where you're at if, with your heart rate, you can really tune it in. I would, as always, recommend wearing a chest strap or some form of other monitor than, than your wristwatch. But for me, I, I would run more to heart rate in the in the warmer weather, so I know that you know if I'm in zone two, I'm comfortable. If I'm creeping up to zone four, then I'm probably pushing it a little bit too hard. So that's my advice to anybody. Uh, in terms of pacing and stuff like that. Uh, in terms of Edinburgh, how will it change my approach? I've got to be honest with you, I worry about it on the day <laughs> because I can't do anything about it. So mm. I will go there with my game plan um, of what I want to achieve on the day, which if you're, you're not following the vlogs, is, is a sub 3.45 marathon. Um, if you don't have me, don't have me, I could give a monkeys, but that's my plan. That's what I'll be pacing. That'll be my strategy. If the weather's warm, it's warm. I mean, I ran the 2000 and whatever London marathon when it was hotter than the sun. Uh, and I got around that without dying. So, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll suck mm. it up on the day. You know, we, we cruised through halfway. Funny enough, we were talking about this today. So I know we, we cruised through that me, Bill, and I think Captain Ed, we cruised through that half time. 
and we was on pace for a sub four. And then basically it got so hot that we just backed the hell out of it. And I cruised in at just under five hours for 40 something. I don't even know what he was. Um, so mm. you, you were just on the day. So again, I think, I think we're, me looking at it's my second, um, excuse me. Um, it'll be my second um, marathon at Edinburgh. And I only decided what my strategy was going to be for the first one when I was lying in bed the night before, just thinking about it and what I was going to do. So I haven't really sort of contemplated a hard and fast plan at the moment anyway. So uh, I'll be seeing what's happening with the weather and just factor yeah, that into my the, final sh- equations. But you shouldn't necessarily let the weather dictate. Oh, no. Uh, because, you know, you've been training in a you know different way. You should ne- You should have your plan, Wilco, a bit of a pep talk. You should have your plan already. You should have had your plan before you started your plan. So you knew what you was you know what you was aiming for. So you could tailor all your runs, your efforts, and everything. Well, maybe I'm just not telling anybody. He's just winging it. He's going. Everybody, let us know in the comments. Is Wilco going for a sub three hour marathon? Is going to surprise us all. Anybody who's met me will know that I am not going for a sub three. <laughs> what did you say? Subway. You're Only going if you've subway. got a bike. <laughs> You're going to subway three times. <laughs> But I mean, Al is the person in terms of like insight into this with his PT hat on. Al, well, I was, I was just some... going to pick up a little bit on the science in terms of backing up what you've said about running to heart rate, Chris, and, and the reason why we're slowing down. You know, the body will naturally be working much, much harder as the temperature rises. And you can go away and look at the stats, you know, in terms of for every one degree, how much slower should you run? But that's in essence why we're saying slow it down because all your vital organs are just, you know, working overtime, trying to cool, trying to push the heat out, do whatever it is to kind of come back to, to stable. Our body's always looking to, to get back to normal. So if we're out running long and we're running long in the warm and we're losing water, that's why, you, you know, the hydration comes in and that's why just pulling off the, the pace to run to a slower heart rate will just allow you to have a more comfortable run. So uh, there's a lot of science to back it, as well as that instinctive feel about uh, uh, running slower in the warm. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. back that up. I, you know, my last mile today, we was running easy pace, but my heart rate was, because I was dehydrated, was through the roof. And it and it wasn't it wasn't anything other than the pure dehydration. I knew I was dehydrated um, and it was affecting me. And we backed out of it as well. Um but you could see that in relation with the heart rate, the fact that it still wasn't coming down and it didn't come really, it didn't really stabilise until uh, <laughs> I got back to size and had a Calippo, <laughs> which if you, wherever you are in the world, that's basically an, an yeah, ice. Sorry to Simon's kid, figure. he's at all your lollies. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor the show, Wolves, just send an email at oh, longrunsummit.com. Um, but yeah, no, so it didn't stabilise my heart rate until basically I had hydrated. I took on some... Um, what's it called, uh, f- fluids and uh, what, electrolytes, thank you very much, electrolytes, and, and basically really rehydrated and spent a lot of time. And I've been hydrating all and since I got home. I've drunk about eight litres of, of water and, and stuff like that. And it's you can tell a difference. But I, I knew where I was at because of my heart rate. So that's that's a sort of – I would look into that personally if it was me. Right, so now, Al, what else have we got? Well, we're still on the Edinburgh page. Can uh, man, if you're listening, I think you kind of know the answer to this already. But – I'm going to chuck it out there and Toby may be able to contribute something uh, sensible. But he wants to know, you guys, if you've got a plan A, a plan B or a plan C. And I think Chris and Wilco have kind of said no. So, Toby, have you got a plan A, 
a plan B or a plan C for Edinburgh? I can tell you the answer. I've, got, I've kind of got a plan A, Which and is? B and C are just revisions of plan A depending on the day. What's plan A? Get there. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> just get to Edinburgh. Get to if Edinburgh, it's a lazy yeah. car, we're just going to get to Edinburgh. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my lazy calf. It's hard yeah. that. And, but, um, and that's it. You're going to add no more value to your listeners than that. No, I'm going to get to Edinburgh, get to start line. I know what my plan is, my which ideal is, plan is. Which is? And then to run the marathon. Oh, he's just, he's just, honestly, you're not going to get it. He's keeping it, he's keeping it. Um, <laughs> and then, but we'll, we'll, we'll check in at sort of 10K, halfway, just see where we're at. I mean, sometimes marathons don't go to plan. I know that. Yeah, he does know that. A lot of people I'd, like just, that. I'd like to run faster than I did the first time. Yeah, but again, Wilco, you need to have Wilco. I'm just telling you now, you need to have a plan before you start. I have. Yeah. Okay. Good. What is it? I know what because obviously I've needed it because I need to know what my marathon pace is and things like that for when I'm doing my training months. Yeah, but are you sandbagging and 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 not trying? Because I think you can go faster than you think. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm not. You know, I'm not going to. I'm going to. I think, you know, there's two different types of marathon runners. There's those who are desperate to run particular times and there's those who are, like to go to different places and have a look around and do a bit of tourism and have a good time. And I'm in the latter bracket. Yeah, I, I like being in the latter bracket. But we're only trying to run a time at the same time. Um, I would say, to be fair, because Abby touched on this last week, it is, if you didn't listen to last week's show, listen back to that and the other 45 episodes of this, I'm sure, going to be award-winning show. Um, make sure you listen to all of them. But no, is to to have a like she said, gold, silver, and bronze for the day. So whatever that is, you should always step onto the start line and go. Right, ultimate goal is today for me. You know, three thirty-five. Thanks very much. Cheers, gold medal. See you later. Mm. Silver, three forty-five. Thanks a lot. Lovely seeing you, Edinburgh. Bronze finish. I had the best time ever. I had a right laugh. Thanks very much. See you later. I'm going to Amsterdam, tear it up. So that's it's a really good thing to know that before the race starts, Wilco. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm just not telling you. (laughs) But I don't know why everyone's so bleating secret about it. I just, I don't get why everyone goes, I'm not going to tell them. Can, man, what I'll do is I'll get them to write their ABCs down, stick it in an envelope. Okay. And after the event, we'll see whether. All right. Okay. I'll tell you. C, bronze, get round. Yeah, Natch. B. Beat 448 that I did in Yorkshire. Good boy, you'll do that. A. 430. Good boy. Perfect. Committed. Committed. That's what you want. You want to be, right? Marathon running, you need to be committed, like Al said, to whatever the goal is, whether it's just to finish the damn thing without ending up in St. John's Ambulance as your goal, whatever it is, but you need to commit to that before you start your training. But more and importantly, on race day, you know what you what you're aiming for, and then and then you can just and I've sort of and I Al was talking about his mate who um, divvied yeah. up his um, his marathon into three lots of um, fourteen k, mm. and I'm I'm going to be sort of trying to do six lots of seven in forty five minutes. Oh, that's, that's, now with the maths, that's that right. sounds like a lot of information. Which is four and a half hours. Do you want people to sort of like walk along with like a black, a, like a, a board with like that written on so you can remember it? I oh, want like um, Lewis Hamilton has and all that. Yeah, so I'm saying like that. Yeah, hanging out. By the way, not. How does he read that? Two hundred miles an hour. 
yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. How the hell, totally unrelated, how the hell they see that at 200 miles an hour? I've got no idea. But anyway, right, so uh, what else have we got, Al? Yeah, still got a few to come. We've got Rod, Rod Lambert um, has already picked up on the importance of speed work in his mm. marathon prep, um, but has focused it in on strength and conditioning. What, mm-hmm. what should he be doing? So I'm going to ask you guys, what strength and conditioning have you been doing as part of your marathon preparation? I might know the answer, but I'm yeah, going to ask anyway. Right? I do. Um, my cousin is a personal trainer and I do a group session with him every Wednesday. We do strength, better weights, a lot of body weight sort of stuff, press-ups, squats and all that sort of business. So, yeah, I do try and do something a little bit different. I lift pizza. It goes out and I lift it and then I shove it in and I go down. And what I try and find is if I sit upright and do it, it goes in. Now, I've been really – I actually think – and it's a serious question. I actually think that I, if I don't achieve the time I want to, I know it's down to the fact of my lack of strength and conditioning work in this marathon block. And I t- the reason it is is because in the previous block, for COVID and all that, I was swimming, Right. And my aim for the summer block is to go back into the pool because I really found the benefit of that, mainly on my breathing. I've spoke about it in the past. But this block, because and – and I'm not moaning, but because I'm so damn busy, right, and, and again, not moaning, but I quite simply don't – I've not had the time, this block, to, to do that. I just – and I would – again, I would tell my clients and I would even should, – you should even drop a run and go get and do something, right, because of the benefit. So – I already know that if I don't achieve what I want to achieve, I know the reason. And that's because I've not worked on my strength and conditioning in this block. Um, and that's down to basically just life being in the way and being too busy. But already, because I'm I'm already into my next training block, right? I know I've got race coming up, but I'm already thinking about my next training block. And I'm already working out when and where I'm going to be back in the pool. That's a big thing that I'm going to be back in the pool again, for my next training block, because I know how much it benefits me, even though I absolutely hate swimming because it, it, well, I don't hate swimming as much as I hate cycling, but I hate swimming because it's just so damn boring. Um, but yeah, so I will, that's, you know, that answers the question zero, apart from lifting pizza and wine yeah. guns. Wine Do you guns. hate swimming because you can't talk to anyone? Oh yeah, that, maybe that's yeah, what that's it. Yeah, that's it. Is that what, that's what I mean? Like, <laughs> So drink, maybe you know. we should go swimming together and then I could talk to you if we do breaststroke. Well, while I'm sitting there drowning with my arm back. Oh, yeah, Tobe can't swim. Sorry about that. Tobe, oh, answer the question. Tobe's strength and conditioning work is, is lifting up his lazy calf and putting it down again. Well, I've done a bit of that. Hmm. I, I did. I got asked this when I was at the physio of what strength and conditioning you do. And I did said, you lie? No, no, I'm, look, I'm, I was quite honest because there's no point in going to a place like that and lying, is there? Spending 60 quid. Like because it's, it's not going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the answer I got back from the physio was, but what do you do for work? And unlike contrary belief, I actually have a half physical job. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm not having that. I'm not having that. It's a revelation. I'm not, I'm not having that. In. Next oh, week, dear. I'm showing all the WhatsApp pictures that you send of you eating and sitting down in front of a laptop. I'm not having it. Yeah, but how There's does that no way. get there? No, not having it. 
No, I'm not. An active job is like a copper who has to walk 20,000 steps additionally on top of what yeah. he's My mate's a postman. He walks 36,000 yeah, steps a day. That's job. a physical I'm job. I'm a rare-ass person getting stuck on the shelf. You sit on your bum and eat Leon all day. Not true. <laughs> no. How we want evidence. get there in the I'm first place? Right, I tell you, I'm not having this. He, he's talking about eels in in London, and now he's talking about an active job. It's, uh, it's too much. Mm. So, uh, can we move on to something well, else? I was, was going to try and provide a sensible answer. But... Mm. I think the point is that you, you can consider what you do in your everyday life and work. You can do. 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 Part of the answer is, yeah, what we do all day, every day, yeah. can be part of strength and conditioning. Oh, so I, I'm doing strength and conditioning right now. I said part. Oh. So walking upstairs, you know, lifting up shopping can all be part of your strength and conditioning. You don't have to overcomplicate it. What I would say is that you focus on your, using the technical term, posterior chain, which is your glutes, your hamstrings and your calves. So Toby, that lazy calf does need some work. Um, the exercises don't need to be complicated. So squats, lunges, um, a Romanian deadlift sounds complicated. What? But a Romanian deadlift. Can you do it? If you, you imagine do lifting up, if you imagine lifting up your shopping, standing on one leg and kind of arching like that, you can replicate a Romanian deadlift. Um, don't forget I your core. Dead, eh? so, so planking, um, dead bugs keeping that core strong because that will all help you uh, maintain form because power and speed are related. So oh, you wrote you've, this got down. Power, you've got the form, you'll, you'll help deliver the speed. But I, I find that the vegetables, because obviously being vegan, that I get don't weigh that much. So, do they? What? But not after you've eaten them all. No. Nah. They don't make oh, it that far, do they? I, can't, I still can't get over that. Right, Al, because we, we've got we've been going over now. We've got any, any other standout yeah, questions because we, we've got to wrap this up. We've got... One question. I've, I've lost the lady's name, so I do apologise. Mm. But it's yeah. about heart. It's about heart rate training. Oh. So, oh, it's because it's an anonymous user. There you mm. go. That's why I didn't get the name. She mm. didn't give it to us. Um, Last question. But it's asking about running to heart rate. How does it work? And how would I go about it? Bearing in mind, I'm on a run every day strategy. I think I'll be straight up. I think we actually need a standalone episode yeah. on heart rate There's training, running the heart rate. Yeah. Um, and I think we exclude Toby from it because he's going to tell lies through the whole thing. And we have a sensible conversation about that on another episode. We could even do that next week. We'll see. Well, I think next week we should probably sort of like tie up a bit with the um, tapering and we can talk a bit about maranoia and things like that. And then perhaps we'll talk about heart rate training a little later yeah, on. Yeah, we will come to you. Mark, isn't yeah, send your questions in to um, something.com. at gmail.com. With your, with, your, with your heart rate questions, but also heart rate experiences, heart rate advice. Maybe you know, you know you're know, you a guru on this. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of uh, opinions. Maybe and, you think it's a load of rubbish. Yeah, some people don't. But I tell you what, when you get into this, there's people out there who've got very strong opinions, and I can testify that because I got absolutely carried out by a load of horrible people on YouTube who just <laughs> took me to pieces, but then I just deleted it, so what are they going to do about it? Uh, but there's some heartless people out there, see what I did there, who, who think they know everything. But, and on a serious note, there are people, genuine, who are, who are experienced in this more than us. Mm. So we would genuinely love to hear from you and give some insight into 
into this heart rate training. And if you want to come on the show, happy to have you on the show um, and, and hear about that as well. So send those emails into whatever Wilco said. Longrunshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll do a kind of heart rate training special. I think yeah, we'll it. sort that out for some time in the near future. Yeah, so um, should we wind things up then? Yeah, I think I still can't get over the fact that he reckons he's got an active job. I, I'm sorry. Job. I just can't get over I'll, it. I'll take you photo evidence now. No, we don't want I it. I did. Shh. Go away. He's pleading that, um, yeah, he's pleading innocence on this, but we're not having any of it. So thanks ever so much again for joining us. We're here every um, every Friday on uh, YouTube and Facebook, um, 7 o'clock. We love to have your company. We've had it for the last 46 weeks. Oh, we need done 50. What are we doing for 50? A little big party or something? Yeah, big party. All around Mel's. Yeah, Mel's all, yeah, all around, around Mel's. Jubilee. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> yeah, bring your own fairy cakes. Right, yeah, so thanks ever so much. So if you can't catch us at 7 o'clock on a Friday on uh, either Facebook or YouTube, then remember, you can don't download this pile of whatever. Mess. Mess, that's the word I'm looking for, on your um, on your podcast provider of choice. So we're on um, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, all those sort of things. Big thank you to Sketches again. Please send us a review. We don't mind if it's constructive and, you know, it will give us pointers to think about how we can improve things. But yeah, absolutely. we like receiving the ones that are really lovely best. <laughs> so if you could dig a few of them out, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah. We'd really appreciate that. Um, thanks ever so much for joining us again. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Toe. Yep. Cheers, that. Al. Enjoy the Sky Athlon if you're going. We should have very best of luck. Hope the, well, it looks like the weather's going to be all right. So yeah, it's like the Al on Sunday. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, Petra and Cash and Watford. She's going to do something. All right, so Petra, if you're listening, you get me my last t shirt because I don't think ours is. He might not do it. So, can you get me a t shirt? Because someone get me a t shirt. Oh, please. No shame at all. There you go. So, thanks ever so much for joining us again. And, um, well, there's nothing left to say. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your running. Stay safe. Remember your sun cream this week. And we'll see you all again at 7 o'clock next Friday. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.